Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. of stadium-style nacho cheese passed away this week. His ashes will be spread unevenly over a small area. (laughs) That's pretty funny. Wow. That's pretty funny. (laughs) That's a great joke. Yes, that is really good. We were trying to choose between that one and this particular joke. And we love this story. I don't know if you saw this. The salad dressing company Hidden Valley is now offering actual kegs of ranch dressing. (laughs) The kegs cost $50 and a lifetime of medical bills. But this is nice. When you buy one of these kegs, the cashier is legally required to put their hand on your shoulder and go, everything okay, man? The uh, ranch dressing bit Melissa McCarthy did on Saturday Night Live a couple of years ago. You want to kill some time today? Just Google that. 
So I have funny. only a vague memory of So it. funny. I do love the ranch dressing. You know what I, I like was, it on? She was involved in a focus group to help the come up with flavors <laughs> of ranch dressing. Right. It's very funny. That's right. <laughs> you know, I, I hesitate to even mention this. It's like, uh, you know, telling a school kid, hey, uh, smoke some of this. you like it. If you haven't had ranch dressing on pizza crusts, I mean, it's just, it's like you're having a second meal. I'm Unfortunately, not, but it's unbelievable. I'm, yummy. Not, I'm not positive I've ever tasted ranch dressing. Oh, listen. Oh, my God. I don't know if I've ever had it on anything. You've never had a peep. You've never had ranch dressing. You've never eaten at the Taco Bell. This is correct. Are you? You're. You know what? If I were an American infantryman in World War II, I would shoot you dead because you are clearly a German. <laughs> I'm a spy. Right. You know nothing about our country. Yeah. Hey, how about that Joe DiMaggio with the Red Sox? Huh? Oh yeah, he's very good. Bowie, Bowie, I'd shoot your crowd ass. Because you know nothing about my beloved culture. How can I claim to uh, talk about American culture when I've never had ranch dressing, Taco Bell, or a peep? Right. That's right. Sickening. Oh, boy. we got a lot of good stuff to cram in. It's the final hour of the week. Oh, man. This is the, the riches. The riches that we have to share with you are just rich, is what they are. So stay tuned, won't you please? But first, let's take a fond look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. <laughs> Uh, I just, I did what I thought I needed to do, which was, uh, they said that there was a shooting. I pursued, and I just did what I thought was the right thing. Doesn't the cable media culture, doesn't the talk radio culture, doesn't the online culture that obsess over these shooters, don't they just create yes. more mass shooters in the future? I'm just, I'm just not who... I am before. This is the people rising up saying it's time to listen to us. It's time to listen to us in Michigan and Wisconsin and work for the people. Hillary Clinton has called Donald Trump to concede the race. I'm going to have the, the, the arms that going to have the, the shoulder. Not even going to have like a neck, just jaw right into shoulders. My, my abs are going to pop, 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 pop. That's going to be me. Now, Apple addressed the issue with an official statement saying, what are you going to do? Buy a Samsung. Light up a whole room. That's expensive and a waste of electricity. Who can blame a country for being able to take advantage of another country for the benefit of its citizens? I give China great credit. That we're probably closer to uh, an outright war with North Korea than we have been in a very, very long time. It was a bit of a thin cow, kind of unhealthy. I think the uh, yeah, I think the Iran um, Saudi Arabia thing is currently higher on my radar screen than North Korea. In terms of a uh, a problem we got to watch out for. But anyway, save that for next week. Speaking of conflicts, do we know anything more about the Rand Paul being attacked by the crazy anesthesiologist? I mean, his lawyers are claiming up and down it was over a lawn care dispute, which won me a $20 bill, but I don't know. There's more media, um, is there something to hide sort of questions being asked, but I haven't seen anybody come up with anything. But, but people seem to be very skeptical that that's the answer. Well, uh, right, uh, right. Although those of us who've lived among the insanity of the upscale, uh, picky HOA crowd know sometimes this stuff does explode. But how about this? You don't. But you don't have to. Bl- okay, so you're you're arguing about it, and you get heated, and you swing on the guy. 
that uh, you, you got to take a look at yourself when that happens. Oh, but are I you can, kidding? Of but, course. <laughs> but I can see that happening. Yeah. The, I'm going to wait until his back is turned and put him in the hospital? That's freaking crazy, Tom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that really is. But, you know, it's funny. You thought somebody was sweating on somebody's wife on top of them, a grunting and a sweating. You know, I said it was long care dispute. Some people are saying politics. I've seen it before. Two guys who are a little full of themselves get into an argument over something or nothing and start baiting each other and baiting each other until one guy's heard enough. And then they go to fists or, or blindsided mm-hmm. tackles or something. And the actual, well, God, it's true in a marriage, too. Sometimes the most, uh, you know, discouraging fights are over the stupidest stuff. It's possible that this guy just... Uh, oh, wait a second. Whoa, whoa, wait whoa, a whoa, second. whoa, whoa, whoa. Who Back is the pretty up. girl Back it up. with I need the big a, chest? I need audio. Wait a minute. Sorry, <laughs> folks. Stand by. Breaking news. Breaking so, news. So I've been, I've been thinking from the beginning there's a woman involved in the story, right? And they just put on some middle-aged hottie blonde on CBS while they're covering the story. And so I'm just wondering if maybe what a woman is... What does it mean? Is a, or is it not, 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 not related? Okay, I'm going to back up a little bit here and see what they're talking about. Okay, here we go. Let's... When Paul was working in his yard. But Paul's chief strategist called the incident a blindside and dismissed reports of a long-standing dispute, saying the two neighbors haven't spoken in many years. Wow. You don't think he was blindsided? I, I think blindsided is a very unfair characterization. Initially, police said Paul's injuries were minor, but Paul later tweeted that he has six broken ribs and excess fluid around his lungs. A neighbor, Alicia Stivers, saw Paul right after the incident. He was having trouble breathing and talking. He had lacerations on his face. The two men, both doctors, oh. are on opposite ends of the political... Disappointing. So the really, really attractive <laughs> middle-aged gal is just a witness. <laughs> yep. Damn it! Damn it. I thought that was... I thought maybe that was dude's girlfriend that Rand had gotten with or what something. What about my need for entertainment? <laughs> wow. A real lack of sense of storytelling there. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, yeah. Do, they don't get what's a good hook. Um, but but everybody's not buying the, not everybody, but a lot of people are not buying the original story, right? It seemed like Rand's people were downplaying an injury, which right. why would you do that? Maybe just to keep everything cool for a while. Less attention. Just let's keep the, the, the gas turned down low. I could see that. Hmm. It doesn't help Rand to get a bunch of attention. But, yeah, terrible injuries. So they hadn't spoken in years. Right. They worked at the same hospital for 17 years. It was a political attack. They've known each other for a long time. Right, right. But they hadn't spoken in years. Uh, Rand's people are saying there's no damn lawn care or unauthorized saplings discussions going on. It's a political attack. And and well, you can certainly understand why uh, Weirdo's lawyer would m- want to make it about lawn clippings. Because political oh, attacks yeah. zone laws and he could go to prison for a really, really, really long time. Yeah. Why Rand's side? I don't know. Still confusing to me. Yeah, how interesting. Mm, well, we'll see, I guess, eventually. Or the guy will plead out, and Randall will just get a restraining order, et cetera, et cetera. Hey, Michael, do we have like the the theme from Deliverance, or I need some Southern music, even like Leonard Skinner or something like that. That's a good one right there. Huh? A new uh, feature I'd like to do on the show. Southern man don't need him around anyhow. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. Just mm-hmm. something like that. Just what do you have, Michael? What are you flipping through your uh, jukebox there? Yeah, give me one moment. J-22. <laughs> I'm grabbing something right now. I just want to do it real quick before we go to break, but uh, it doesn't matter. And...
It's a new feature I'd like to call Southern Justice. This in the wake of the Roy Jones allegations. At Roy Moore? Roy Moore. Who's Roy Jones? He's a Roy... boxer? Yeah, Roy Jones Jr. was. I guess Roy Jones would be his father. As far as I know, Roy Jones Jr. never touched no 14-year-olds. Well, this is Southern Justice. In the wake of Roy, what's his name? <laughs> Some people suggest I script these things. I tell them, mind your own beeswax, neighbor. Southern Justice, <laughs> exhibit number one. 20-year-old Shelby McDowell, she lives in Florida, told deputies that her boyfriend Darby was attending a wedding at the Hammock Beach Resorts in Palm Coast when one, uh, 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 Shelby McDowell, oh, I see, she's the gal who done it. <laughs> she busts into this wedding reception, runs on a dance floor, punches a guy in the face, and throws a drink on a gal she's dancing with. Then she ran to the bathroom. Well, some of the bridesmaids saw we don't put up with that around her, and they followed her in the bathroom and beat the ever-loving bejesus out of her, dragged her out till the resort manager came and broke it up. Meanwhile, uh, the crazy gal says, that's my boyfriend, he was kissing that gal there. The boyfriend says, I'm not her boyfriend, I hardly know her. And the girl says, and he didn't kiss me, we were just walking out. So this girl's been arrested in Florida. <laughs> it's Southern Justice. Wait, there's more. Damn, is there more? There sure is more. He says, waiting for the webpage to pop up. There it is. <laughs> Pottsville, Kentucky. I think it's Kentucky. Charges against a man accused of shooting his daughter's boyfriend in the groin have been dismissed. Because the victim didn't appear at preliminary court on Monday. Why didn't he show up? Because he knew what it did was wrong, said Eugene Jadis of Shenandoah. Uh, he's probably scared of the repercussions. You see, uh, Donald Jenkins of Shenandoah taken into custody last month after he shot his daughter's 20-year-old boyfriend in the groin. He's facing multiple charges of attempted homicide. Apparently, the daughter and the victim were staying in the room of a hotel. Pappy found out and didn't like it one bit, no, sir. Hmm. I have three daughters and five granddaughters. You do the math on that one, Jada said. Not sure what that has to yeah, do with anything, but he's, uh, he was pretty adamant about it. <laughs> and uh, so he went and he knocked on the door and the boy answered the door and he shot him right in the junk. <laughs> and then the boy didn't show up for no courtroom hearings because yeah. I think he's afraid of Pappy. Yeah, Case dismissed. Justice done. Southern justice. He probably walks a little funny, too. <laughs> and then that first story, I mean, I realize this is tired at this point, but it's freaking Florida. What is the dealio? You know, there is kind of an explanation for there it. There is? Well, there are multiple ex- explanations. Weirdos who like warm weather flock to Florida. There's a lot of drugs in Florida. There's a lot of places you can live super cheap and smoke meth in Florida. And if you get arrested, that's considered a public record. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the big one. Right. Prior, prior to conviction, they can put all this stuff out. out. Uh, you can't do it in other states. Not so much. Oh, that explains it. Awesome. That doesn't explain the old boy shot the boy in the groin, though. I don't know what's going on there. Well, I know what's going on there. You get your hands off my daughter, you scumbag. Kablooey, kablooey. How's your junk now, boy? Yikes. Don't be showing up court either. I'll shoot you in the other one. The other the other one? Yeah, I just got his right one. The other groin? No, no, it's other, it's other testicles, son. 
So I got to spell it out for you. How, uh, how serious is, is this movement to do away with our current national anthem? Well, some people are pretty serious about it. Yeah, please. Morons stay, are. Stay, stay with me. I'll back that up. Okay, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Washed out their foul footsteps pollution. No refuge could save the hiring enslave from the terror of flight or the gloom of the grave. That's from the third verse. Not even the never sung second verse of our national anthem, but the third verse. Who knew there was one of the national anthem? And that's why Boy, the, at the radar, too many notes songbirds sing the anthem that take you like 20 minutes to get to the third verse. How many verses are there total? Is that it? Three no, or there are five? I, no, there's seven, five, four. Boy, Francis Scott Key was smelling himself, wasn't he? Well, he was he up just, all just night. He's going to keep writing, just keep writing. He was up all night. And so the end of Sitting here on a stinking British ship, taking me prisoner during the battle. I hate him so much. The California chapter of the NAACP, NAACP is trying to get legislation going in California in a movement toward doing away with uh, our current national anthem. Uh, being the Star-Spangled Banner because of that whole slave reference. Because that's racist. Because some interpretations of the lyrics conclude that they celebrate the deaths of black Americans, uh, black American slaves. No, Um, it doesn't. Others say that's not what it means. That is not what he was writing about. Francis Scott Key was a slave owner. I did not know that. He was a slaveholder. But, uh, so I don't know. Ah, boy. I'm not not particularly particularly, like, wed to the Star-Spangled Banner as our national anthem. Yeah, but if it gets knocked out for this reason... Yeah, I don't like changing it for for reasons that... A misinterpretation of the never-sung third verse, which was talking about the British practice of conscripting American uh, poor people and or slaves into the British Army, promising them freedom, making them fight, then enslaving them in turn... Etc. Etc. Just it, it, Key wrote a long, rambling poem about everything that was going on in the war, and it happened to have a passing reference to slaves. So, uh, how about a national contest to write a new one, and then we uh, from here on out, it's Anthem McAnthem Face or whatever wins. <laughs> some it'd be some sort of completely unironic, overly earnest Toby Keith country ballad. How about uh, whatever that Lee Greenwood song? That's practically our national anthem. It really is. Practically is. It's it's an honorary national anthem, wouldn't you say? Mm. In certain parts of the country. Mm, kind of. How about God Bless America? That's a good one. I've always thought that'd be a good one. Of course, it's like National Blueberry Day. If you pretend it doesn't exist, then it doesn't really. I mean, when you go to your uh, ball field, they're going to sing that their song. It just, it's okay. If you don't like it, don't sing it. I just... Uh. Anyway, so there you go. So, uh, like the uh, crumbling black family, that's not a priority for you there? Or, uh, you know, the percentage of uh, young black boys who have no uh, no male role models, it's, it's not a concern. You, you want to mess with the national anthem. Uh, you want contributions. You want headlines. Really? You don't think they mean it? No, I don't. I, don't. I think they're either misguided or insincere. 
Hmm. Strong words from Joe Getty. Well, some of them may be sincere, but they're misguided. And those that are guided are insincere. Speaking of founding fathers, I came across this the other day. I thought it'd be worth passing along. There's a new book out about uh, James Madison. Our tiniest founding father, I believe. Teeny little Jimmy Madison, 5'4". Father of the Constitution. Um, Big brain on a little Jimmy. This is the way this is the way we rolled back in the day. In April of 1789, James Madison, a member of the House of Representatives and trusted friend of George Washington, ghost wrote the president's opening message to Congress. So James Madison wrote Washington's message to Congress. Hmm. Then he drafted the House's official response to the president. <laughs> And as if that wasn't head-spinning enough, Washington then asked him to compose his response to the response. Oh, yeah? <laughs> wow. Madison truly arguing with himself. Wow. So he composes the president's speech, then Congress's response to that speech, and then goes back over to the president and says, oh, yeah, well, how about this? And rebuts it. <laughs> ah, I've so. never heard a stinkinger pile of crap in my life. If you're worried about power being consolidated in too few hands, yeah, that's the way it used to work. Yeah, old Jimmy Madison though, super genius, and a hell of a good, uh, hell of a good plan for the country. Uh, I, I wish we'd been a parliamentary democracy though. Can we try a parliament for a while? Wow. Can we just like suspend the Constitution for a decade? We're gonna try a parliament. If it doesn't work, we'll go back to the regular thing in you know twenty twenty seven. I gotta do the wigs with that. No, you don't have to, but okay. you probably want to. I'd be willing to give it a whirl just because I like the way more parties often get involved and, and grow over time and have a voice. Right. And, and you know, if party A is a little too left for you, you, you got party B that's just a little right of there. Hey, somebody and you pick them and you give them a shot and then they form a coalition with party C and they rule pretty well for a while. Everybody's pretty happy with that. Somebody Google this. Did I hear that Democratic Socialists had their biggest showing ever? On Tuesday? In what? Uh, the election. Winning in various, where? Various, oh, various just around America? Elected offices around uh, the country. I, I could believe that. Um, a growth from nothing to some, to hardly anything, but still. Uh, yeah, after a year of Trump, this headline, Democrats and Socialists and Populists Sweep Elections. But Socialists, that's what I'd be interested in. Populists there are a little of everything. Do you know Bannon was, uh, he's for a above 40% tax bracket for the rich. Steve Bannon is. He's a true populist. Mm. So I guess the guy who won in Virginia is actually a democratic socialist by by title. That yeah. seems to be the, the one that they're pointing at. Yeah. Well, I think there's like six now and there were two before, so it's tripled. Okay. You know, that sort of thing. But got to start somewhere. So if you're a socialist, good news for you. Uh, what's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, the GOP is looking at a possible write-in campaign if the Alabama Senate candidate's harassment charges aren't revised or resolved soon. Those sexual harassment allegations, it looks like, costing comedian Louis C.K. dearly at another company dumping him. And new health warnings about those fidget spinners and why Target refuses to stop selling them. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Guinea. Is what Louis C.K. did illegal or is it just really uncool? Can I strip naked in front of all you if I committed a crime? Well, I suppose exposure. Yeah, yeah, I suppose it's indecent exposure yeah. if you do it quickly enough. Yeah. If you don't bar me from leaving the room, though, yeah, see that, then you got kidnapping. Well, well, right, yeah, but if you don't bar me, oh, then no. I don't know. You shouldn't do it, but 
But they felt like he was their boss, kind of, because like he was uh, the headliner or ran the comedy festival. Some of them are saying he physically got in front of oh, the really? door. Yeah. Well, yeah. then that's a problem. Yeah. yeah, I'd say. That's a problem. God, and gross. Just freaking gross. That's why you, well, you do like that old boy we were talking about before. Shoot him in the junk. Oof. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. California City Council is now entirely LGBT. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. What? First time that's happened. The entire Palm Springs? Yeah. Is that what City said? Council is entirely LGBT. On the dang. Shout out. Uh, the yeah. lists of pros of parliamentary democracies, Jack, include the fact that it minimizes political polarization. It allows for a quick and easy passage of legislation. It requires a coalition to pass legislation, and it's more beneficial to nations with a racially, ethnically, or ideologically diverse population. What's the downside? The downsides, Jack, according to most political scientists, is they don't offer as much representation on a direct level. It allows legislation to be passed without minority approval. Well, hmm. It allows the legislature to vote for the head of state or prime minister and not the electorate. Mm. I think that's a step forward. Yeah, it might be. Uh, And it's often unstable. Okay. Um, I still say Parliament now. How about some news for both the hireling and slave with Marsha Phillips? Well, the White House and a number of Republicans say if the allegations of sexual misconduct with teens against Alabama Senate candidate Roy Moore are true, he needs to withdraw from the race. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell weighing in. If these allegations are true, uh, Roy Moore should step aside for all the obvious reasons. A very disturbing allegation. Would Mitch McConnell say that if he didn't think they were true? I mean, because him being majority leader very well could hang in the balance. There's a long shot chance they could get a write-in candidate or something like that. You can't. The guy who didn't get it, he can't run because they have the sour grapes law or whatever it's called. He can't be on the ballot, but you can write him in. The sore loser law. You're not allowed to run again. In if the you same lost party. in the primary. Which is interesting. Which is stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's just dumb. Who cares? Um, so they could have a write-in candidate. Right. Maybe old L- Luther Strange. Is that his name? Sounds like a villain on Batman. But uh, he could. He was the guy who lost to Roy Moore. They could have oh, him yeah, run yeah, yeah, as yeah, yeah. a write-in candidate. Or they could find yeah. yet a new person. And, but don't you think uh, Mitch McConnell willing to go that far when he could lose one of the great jobs on planet Earth? Is because he thinks it's probably true. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you be more? Yeah. I don't know anything. All, all I know is Roy Moore is a, has been a good man for the good representative of the people of Alabama. Well, these allegations are serious. They need to yeah. be thoroughly investigated. Blah blah blah. He had to go. If it's true, he's got to drop out. I mean, that's that's strong. Of course, Steve Bannon would tell us it's the swamp striking back. It's the mainstream yep. Republicans. Yeah, it's the liberal Roy, media. Roy Moore has been bad mouthing Mitch McConnell for quite a while. Yeah. Well, I tell you, it is costing him dearly. Netflix is dumping plans for a stand-up special with Louis C.K. The streaming giants calling the recent sexual misconduct charges made by several women against the comedian disturbing. The telecast was part of a two-stand-up special deal in which the first aired in April and getting dropped is going to be costing Louis C.K. a reported $20 million. That's a lot of money. Wow. $20 million. And HBO's also cut their ties with CK. They've dropped him from an upcoming stand-up special. They removed his previous special from their on-demand services. 
and CK's new movie, I Love You, Daddy. Its premiere has been canceled, and now the studio says it will not be released in theaters at all. Wow. All right. That's uh, that's really you know, coming down hard, coming down fast. We got a warning. Fidget spinners, yes, fidget spinners that are sold at Target contain dangerous levels of lead. That's according to the U.S. Public Interest Research Group. They found two types of spinners that could be dangerous that contained as much as 330 times the federal legal limit for lead in children's I wonder, products. I wonder if this one I got right here that I'm spinning, is this one of the leady ones? Lick it a little bit. Oh, lick yeah. it. Mm. See if you can taste the lead. And I'm thinking more slowly even as I lick it. Now the group, the group wants Target to stop selling the spinners, but Target says it will not stop because the spinners aren't toys. They are general use products. Wow. Oh, please, Target, you're better than that. Because they are marketed to users 14 and older, and federal law defines children's products as uh, those for primary use by kids 12 and younger. So because that's interesting on the on the playground, it seems yeah. to be almost exclusively people under 14. There, I've I've not seen anybody over 14 using yeah. a fidget spinner. This is me. I just can't believe uh, Target would do that. Yeah. They'd say, even though these are not children's toys per se, arguably, we certainly have the health and safety of our customers in mind, blah, right. blah, blah. What a terrible PR decision. Yep. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm Strong and Giddy Show, the voice of the West. Back to Louis K. briefly. Joe mentioned this earlier. If anybody can come back from this, it's Louis C.K. Because his whole thing is like inappropriate humor. I'm a perv. I can see him putting together a stand-up act that is like inappropriate Wrong and hilarious. It would have to almost be some sort of like hour-long confessional apology sort of thing, but he could probably make it funny because he's a funny guy. It would be the Louis C.K. Yeah, I'm a perv. I'm sorry tour. Well, and he'll make a zillion dollars. And he's been pioneering this selling stuff through his own website stuff. Nobody can stop him from doing that. So right, he can do anything right, he right, wants. Right, right. Put it on his website. And if do it this week, Louis. And if it's good, people will watch it and buy it. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Interesting, Sean. Go ahead and read that real quick, would you? So this is from a, uh, a conversation on Twitter uh, surrounding kind of the, the Roy Moore allegations. And uh, just a, a random person jumps into the conversation. I'd rather have a pedophile in office than a Democrat any day of the week and twice on Sunday. Pedophiles only screw kids while Democrats screw everyone. That's got to be a Russian account, right? Perfect sort of thing that mm. people share around to show how disgusting Republicans yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah, that's could just be a regular troll. Yeah, but it easily could be the Russians. Is it a professional troll or an amateur troll? Hard to say. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny we've gotten a couple emails. You guys sure are rushing to uh, assume Roy Moore is guilty. Well, you know what? Not really. I mean, he, he looks kind of guilty to me. But the people of Alabama will vote. You know, for who they want. When is that election? Good question. I mean, the first Tuesday in November just passed us by. Yeah. What the hell? What, what mm. are they doing in Alabama? <laughs> Alabama, take a look at yourselves. But they'll figure it out. December 12th. Yeah. Of course it is. <laughs> what? That's odd. Um. Yeah, okay. All right. Sorry. 
So, uh, listen, this is a minor story that won't get any attention in the mainstream media, but Judicial Watch, the uh, conservative uh, activist group, had filed a Freedom of Information request about the uh, Hill, uh, the uh, Bill Clinton-Loretta Lynch tarmac meeting. And the FBI originally informed Judicial Watch they did not Judicial Watch they did not locate any records related to that meeting. However, in a related case, the Justice Department located emails in which Justice Department officials communicated with the FBI and wrote that they had communicated with the FBI. And the FBI stated upon further review, we do have quite a few documents, blah, blah, blah. And so they're going to come out in a couple of weeks, I guess. Um, But the FBI didn't admit they had the records until Judicial Watch saw an obscure mention in something else and said, wait a minute, those records do exist. So now they've resubmitted it. Um, Said uh, Tom Fitton, who runs Judicial Watch, quote, the FBI is out of control. It is stunning that the FBI, quote, found these Clinton-Lynch tarmac records only after we caught the agency hiding them in another lawsuit. Judicial Watch will continue to press for answers about the FBI's document games in court. In the meantime, the FBI should stop the Stonewall and release these new records immediately. Oddly enough, the Trump administration is refusing to help Judicial Watch at all and refuses to disclose the talking points uh, immediately. So... It's interesting to me that there are FBI documents about that meeting. Unless they're a completely innocent, just it kind of, sort of goes to this investigation. So we looked into it and found nothing. But it should not be so hard to get a Freedom of Information Act request to work. Definitely not. It's almost impossible. Um, that's why we need a parliament, a parliament soon and a monarch got this text. I do see teenagers use fidget spinners and it's very, very, very sad. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Not fair. Uh, <laughs> there was a fidget spinner thing first hit. She was at a bar. And some guy came up and tried to hit on her with one of those spinning on his finger. Oh, really? And she probably, she just essentially just laid into him for about five minutes about how it's like it's lady repellent and all this stuff. Like he thought that was going to make her think, wow, that's cool. Yeah, I guess. Like a good conversation as started. A, as a grown up? Uh, he was of bar age. Oh, Lord. Uh, we were talking earlier about does luck exist, like streaks of luck, good luck or bad luck. And as I mentioned, I think a lot of gamblers believe there's streaks of good luck. I think. And I responded, just bad ones. Really? Just bad gamblers. Absolutely. I don't gamble enough to know that. Uh, Gamblers don't talk about the magic behind luck because they don't want to jinx anything. (laughs) Could be. You hang out with gamblers. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, The people who talk about luck are the ones who gamble for fun. The ones who are serious gamblers don't look at it as luck. They often refer to it as variance as opposed to luck. Do most gamblers like you're going to run into a casino that actually gamble? Are they people, Marshall aside, people that are likely to pay scratchers, play scratchers, or not? Probably not. So they're, they're not necessarily overlapping Venn diagrams, the I would, scratchers people and people that, like... I would be surprised if those were heavily overlapped. Okay. Interesting. Did not know that. Man, the convenience store, I swear to God, because I had to stop for gas yesterday. Always people in $400 cars... Scratching out scratches <laughs> yeah. on the hood of their car, all the time. Wow! It just just goes with the territory. In a four hundred dollar car, you don't mean that's their payment. No, 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 no. You mean <laughs> I mean that's the, <laughs> the total the resale value. <laughs> yeah, I just 
That's the that's the Kelly Blue Book high. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, it's probably more like three fifty. So okay. uh how much more time, Michael? I'm ready to go. Can we be done yet? Uh, we got about another two minutes here. So Why don't okay. we play just one more hit country song? <laughs> <laughs> Let me squeeze in and Great Balls of Fire is like a minute forty eight, isn't it? Something like that. That's that's the full length. Well, what's uh, what's uh, please? One of the Beatles hits is is less than two minutes. Please, please me. Was is that, that a minute fifty six? Yeah. Something like that. Two, three, four. No. Germany's you know what just pulling? happened? What? I was in, down the hall, standing around the corner, telling somebody what you said, you know, earlier. Oh, to the child? Where Joe oh, yelled at I didn't oh. say it to the child, Marshall. Oh, oh, and I saw him in the lunchroom oh. to a coworker outside the lunchroom trying to amuse him, not knowing there was a first grader there. Right. I was speaking really loud, and I turned around the corner, and an entire preschool class was there. <laughs> taking a radio tour. <laughs> no, no, there wasn't. Michael, you liar. Right, I'm just to, trying to fill time. Turn yeah, it to, right, yeah, you yeah. Know, oh, do Nicely a great done, job. Yes. Leave it to the professionals. <laughs> Have you apologized to that child? Uh, no, I don't think the child <laughs> understood the reference. He will if, one day. If the child does understand the reference, the problem is with the parents, not me. It should have gone right over his head. My seven-year-old says that because I, I told him a couple of different songs I don't want him to listen to after we played them once. I thought, oh, this is not appropriate. He said, I don't even know what that stuff means. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, so, it's going right over my head. I like the groove. Loosen up. So this Kid Rock song that he really likes has got all kinds of stuff in it that's really, really not child-friendly. Right. He said, I don't even know what that means. So then I think, am I doing anything wrong? By playing content that he doesn't get? Is that really a problem? What is his accessibility to Google search engines? <laughs> not, yeah. not, not much. Or okay. the Urban Dictionary. Yeah. Although he did watch me put the passcode in my iPhone the other day. Uh-oh. He said, I, I, it's, 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 I, I know what the number is, and he went and wrote it down real fast. <laughs> so now he's got Uh-oh. it. Got Dad, it from... what's a dirty sink? Maybe I'll look it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Son, <laughs> some learning is not good. Hey, guys going to do your uh, your final thoughts now? Hmm? Give uh, one last little amusing one-liner quip? Hmm? Give us all a little uh, last-minute chuckle before the 9 o'clock hour passes us by? Hmm? Yeah? Give uh, give everyone one last chance to uh, get what's eaten them off the chest? Hmm? Maybe even a valuable life lesson discerned from the news stories of the day? Yeah? Yep. Okay, you guys go ahead and do that now. <laughs> Here's your host, Joe Getty. <laughs> Let's get a final thought from everybody. Michelangelo, lead us off. Better right. be better than your last attempt. Uh, I will see. Uh, the Michelangelo, rent a, rent a friend service. I charge $150 to hang out, 250 if you want to tell me your problems, and 2500 if you want to go dancing. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Positive, Sean, your final thought? Yes, on this Veterans Day, if you're looking for some good reading about World War II, I recommend Ship of Ghosts, the story of the USS Houston, FDR's legendary lost cruiser, and the epic saga of her survivors, one of which was my grandfather. So if you'd like to read about my grandfather, that ship, and the bravest men he ever met, check out Ship of Ghosts. Good suggestion. Yeah. Moby Dick. Uh, Marshall Phillips, final thought. Well, I went for my post-op uh, meeting yesterday, and I am pleased to report my surgeon says I am structurally sound following my hernia surgery. That's wow. a thing? Structurally sound. That's what he said. <laughs> Medical term, Go on, you know? try to knock him over. You can't. Yep, I'll soon be able to lift heavy objects once again and start retraining for the great 2018 push-up challenge. And uh, when's our hopeful date of doing 10 push-ups in a row? In May. Without lying down midway? In May. May. Or ending up in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah. yeah. Without being hospitalized. Uh, Jack, what is your final thought? A respectful Veterans Day to all veterans. And this one is blowing my mind. Scientists now say if the asteroid had hit practically anywhere else on Earth, the dinosaurs would have survived. And if the dinosaurs would have survived, 
people would have never become what we've become, and the whole world would be completely different. Just or would we be riding dinosaurs and eating them? Complete randomness of, of the asteroid. How, why, that blows my mind. It blew the dinosaurs' minds, too, Jack. Yeah. Uh, my final thought is, oh my gosh, it's hoodie weather. It's hoodies and jeans and sweaters and sweatshirt weather. and Uggs. Rain jacket, my Uggs. <laughs> and I'll be tired of it in uh, about a week. <laughs> but for now, it's kind of nice. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people, thanks so little time. Go to armstrongandgettyradio.com. If there's something we ought to be talking to, you want to hit us with your opinion, go ahead. You can email, tweet, whatever. You see the particular chemicals in the Yucatan Peninsula where the asteroid hit, which, uh, never mind. We'll see you on Monday. God bless America. Well, kids, that's all the time we have for today. I'd like to thank Sideshow Mel, Corporal Punishment, Tina Ballerina, oh, and from not planning, Miss Donna Mills. Oh, she was a sport. We've had lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of fun. Now the time has come to go. If this still cop was found dead in his bed tomorrow, I'd be in heaven still doing this show. See you some other time! (laughs) Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.